Hey everybody and welcome to Season 3, Episode 1 of the Rugby Report. As always, we have a lot of rugby to report and some big changes to tell you about regarding our show. First up, as many of you know, the Rugby Report itself is, and always has been, a fun place for me to just experiment with. And this season, I am definitely experimenting. The biggest and most obvious change to report this season is that we are, at least for now, discontinuing the video version of this podcast. Last season, the size of our audience exploded, but all of that growth was via Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and other audio sources. So given the fact that now more than 95% of our audience are listeners only, and given the extra time and effort it takes for me to create all the graphics for our videos, at least for now, we're going to go audio only, and we'll see how that works. The second big change this season is that I will be working without a script. The first two seasons of the Rugby Report were carefully scripted events, but again, for now, we're going to try just winging it on the show, and we'll see what happens. As a reminder, your feedback is always welcome, and please email me anytime at duane at narrativesllc.com. That is D-U-A-N-E at narrativesllc.com. And now... Let's talk rugby. What did we miss during our hiatus? Well, starting right here in the good old USA, we missed a rather shocking upset in the MLR championship game as the New England Free Jacks narrowly edged out the San Diego Legion 25-24 to win their first title. It was the Legion's game to lose for most of the game, but with two minutes to play, LaRue Milan's second try of the game gave the Free Jacks a one-point lead, and they hung on for the win. So congratulations to the New England Free Jacks. You are the 2023 MLR champions. In other MLR news, there will be a new expansion team in 2024 as the Miami Sharks will join the league. I'm sure it will be a biting experience. I'm sorry. As I said, we're winging it here, people. All right. We're going to turn briefly now to Super Rugby news. In a decision that surprised absolutely no one, Damian McKenzie took home league MVP honors despite his team's disappointing and, frankly, very controversial loss in the Super Rugby Championship. Elsewhere in Super Rugby, for those who thought that veteran superstar TJ Perinara was done playing Super Rugby, think again, folks. The Hurricane star has just re-signed with the Canes and will play in Wellington through the 2025 season. But let's get to the big story during the offseason, and that would be the abbreviated 2023 Rugby Championship. The tournament was shortened up this year to accommodate the upcoming World Cup, which begins September 8th in France, as if any of you didn't know that. But that fact didn't make this year's action any less exciting. The tournament began July 8th as South Africa crushed Australia 43-12, and then New Zealand similarly destroyed the Argentina Pumas 41-12. The next weekend, New Zealand convincingly beat South Africa in something of a shock for me, 35-20, while Argentina and Australia played what I would think is the most exciting game of the tournament, with Argentina narrowly edging out the Wallabies 34-31. And then finally, just this weekend, in fact, just yesterday, New Zealand destroyed Australia 38-7 in an absolutely incredible Bledisloe Cup slash rugby championship match in Melbourne at the famed Melbourne Cricket Ground in front of a record 84,000 people. 
holy cow, there were a lot of people out to see that game. And it's decleating hits. That was one of the hardest-hitting international test matches I have seen in a long time. It began early on when Scott Barrett literally took the wind and the ball away from Tate McDermott, and Shannon Frizzell cleaned up and scored the try. Australia came right back and scored to take the lead, but after that, it was all New Zealand, and again, the final score, New Zealand 38, Australia 7. Elsewhere, yesterday, South Africa edged out Argentina 22-21 in South Africa. And now, folks, a special comment about Australia. My friends, the Australian Wallabies are in trouble, and the game against New Zealand only made things worse. Veteran star and front rower Alan Alaalatoa is out with an Achilles injury and will almost certainly now miss the entirety of the World Cup. I say this because I have also had an Achilles injury, although admittedly mine was back when dinosaurs ruled the earth. Actually, it was the Reagan administration, but both were a very long time ago. In any case, those injuries take a long time to heal. We hope that this is not a career-ender for Alaalatoa, but it might be, and in any case, it certainly makes it hard to believe that the Wallabies are going to go very far in the World Cup. And why? Because later in the game, his replacement, Taniela Tupo, who has been out since the very beginning of the Super Rugby season, finally made it back into the game, appeared to be playing well, but then during halftime, if you watch the game, you see him in the locker room, he seems to be having difficulty breathing. And then he has trouble in the second half and has to leave the game. Why? Because he's been playing with a broken rib. So folks, the Wallabies are definitely banged up. And it is, again, hard to see them going very far in the World Cup unless they can right their ship. Head coach Eddie Jones is definitely under major pressure, but really... I think it's the guy who fired Rennie and hired Jones is the guy that you ought to be looking at. Finally, folks, let's talk about provincial rugby in New Zealand. We should start by noting that the Farrah Palmer Cup, the women's provincial competition, has been going on for several weeks now. In the premiership, the Waikato women are leading the league and are undefeated at 3-0. Canterbury are 2-1. Counties Manico also undefeated at 2-0, but they are in third because they've only played two. Then the Auckland Storm, Hawks Bay, Wellington, and taking up the basement spot in the Premiership would be Bay of Plenty. Over on the Championship side, it is Manawa 2 in the lead. Then Otago, Northland, the Tasman women, North Harbour, and the Taranaki women taking up the basement spot in those standings. Moving over to the men's side, the Bunnings NPC 2023 season resumes this weekend with a slightly modified format, which is to say that the league will not track the teams in odds and evens conferences this year, but the format of play, which does divide the teams into those groups, is exactly the same. The NPC season will begin on Friday, August 4th in Tasman as the Mako, the Tasman Mako Mako men, will be taking on the boys from blue in Otago. Otago played some really good rugby last year. They were rebuilding. They had some great new players like Cam Miller and Sam Gilbert. And I really think that they can surprise people this season. And I know that we've only seen a couple of preseason games, but Tasman looked awfully good in those and I gotta go with the Mako at home here. The Mako men will find a way to win their opener at home. The second game on Friday features the Taranaki Bulls, 
playing the county's Manicow Steelers. Both teams had kind of disappointing ultimate results last season. The Bulls were the unpredictables last year, where the Steelers just simply had some hard luck. This game will be played in Taranaki, and as a result, I've got to go with the Bulls here. The Bulls will start 1-0, and they will take out the Steelers at home. On Saturday, the action begins in Hawks Bay, where the Magpies will host the hibiscus-clad men of the North. It'll be the Magpies versus North Harbor. The North Harbor team had a great season last year, all the way up into the playoffs, as did the Magpies. But in Hawks Bay, it's really hard to believe that the Magpies will lose their home opener. So once again, I'm going with the home team, folks. The Magpies will defeat North Harbor and start their season 1-0. Saturday evening, the Manawatu Turbos will begin their season by hosting the defending champion Wellington Lions. Last year, the Turbos were hapless and helpless, frankly, getting blown out in a lot of their games. And they're starting this season against the defending champions. I realize that they're doing this because the distance between Manawatu and Wellington is just not that great. But gee whiz, that seems like an awfully hard way to start your season. And while I hope the Turbos do much better than they did last year, I just don't see them starting with a win against the Lions. It will be the visiting Lions in Manawatu who will begin their season 1-0. Saturday night's game features the Northland Tanifa hosting Canterbury, both teams had surprising seasons last year for different reasons. And I gotta say the Tanifa are certainly capable of winning this game at home. But I gotta go with Canterbury here. Again, this time the visitors will take it and Canterbury will begin 1-0. and Sunday's games will start in the beautiful town of Taranga as the Bay of Plenty steamers take on Auckland. These two teams played a knockdown, drag-out, barn burner of a game last season, and I don't expect anything different between these teams this year. I'm going to go with the Steamers just because last season they were the most fun team in the league to watch, and i got to believe they're going to bring some of that again. Steamers beat Auckland in an upset at home. They start 1-0. And then finally, Sunday evening, Southland. The Stags will begin their season against the Waikato Mulus in Invercargill. Now, I am a diehard Southland Stags fan. I realize that that is a strange thing for me to be. But you know what? Much as I love the Stags, and much as I would love to see them start off 1-0 at home against the Mulus, I just don't know. Can't see it, folks. The Mulus will win this game, and the Mulus begin 1-0. Waikato wins. And finally, round one will end next week on Wednesday. The Wednesday game at the end of round one will be the Northland Tanifa against the Taranaki Bulls at home. And in this case, I am going to go with the Tanifa. The Tanifa will find a way to beat the Bulls at home, and they will end up, both teams will then end up, if I'm right, 1-1. and that's it, folks. That is all there is for Season 3, Episode 1 of the Rugby Report. I hope you had fun. I know I did. Until next time, remember, salad will not help you to win a scrum. But chocolate cake will. See you next time. This episode of the Rugby Report is the 2023 copyrighted property of Narratives, LLC. It is intended for the free and non-commercial use of its listeners only and may not be rebroadcast or retransmitted either in whole or part without written permission. Please email info at narrativesllc.com for more information.